0: Two twin souls You're listening to the Dog News podcast. So, uh, this is Doug from the the U.S. correspondent from the Brewdog News podcast here with Jason Block again, who has once again given some of his time to us to uh, kind of bring us up to speed on what's going on with Brewdog USA. And uh, I just want to open it up to you first to see if there's anything you want to talk about. Uh, if, if there's anything you know, breaking or or impending, you want to want to hit, and then we'll go, go from there. So I figured we'd talk about new bars first, because I know I have four on my list. So,
1: yeah, so um, James was here. Uh, he left Friday, uh, but he was here for about 10 days before that. And, you know, we've been building up a bunch of different prospective locations Um, different ones are at different stages, but I guess before I talk about them specifically, maybe just philosophically how we're thinking about retail is is a, is a better starting point. So, um, obviously 2020 was not a banner year for bars (laughs) and restaurants, um, but we are very bullish on what the future holds. And we think that, you know, there probably will be some things that have changed, but one thing that hasn't is, peoples want to go out and be social and have great experiences and have amazing hospitality um, that supports that. So, you know, where others are being gun shy about the future and growth, we're viewing it as a real opportunity to um, take some big bets and, um, you know, assume that the world from a hospitality standpoint is going to bounce back. And, And that's what we've been working on. And, You know, what we're doing is we're looking for great opportunities. We're taking advantage of the fact that others aren't. And we're also leaning into our ability to get landlords to contribute to those build costs because tenants aren't as um, prevalent as they were a year ago. And I think it took a lot of developers and landlords some time to get there and realize this is what would be needed. And we were patient and we kept a lot of conversations going. So, are um, I guess to maybe sum it up, we're very confident about what the future holds, and we're going to be placing some big bets on retail and have some exciting announcements throughout the year.
0: Yeah, I was reading about that on the forum, talking about the um, some of the landlords stepping up and what they're bringing to the table to try to get tenants they believe in to take spaces and buildings. And I never thought about that in this kind of time, what kind of advantage that a business in a growth mode can take advantage of. So yeah, it was pretty, pretty interesting and exciting to read.
1: For sure. And, you know, it doesn't come without its risks, but they're calculated. And, you know, for people like yourself that have been following BrewDog for a, a long time, uh, you know, we're not risk adverse. So if it's, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> if it's a good risk, one that we feel good about, we're going to go for it.
0: Yep. Yep. So yes. Yeah, you know, talking about betting, again, you go back to the, to the <laughs> Vegas. Las Vegas, yeah, that was, um, yeah, the, the little video snip James posted of him up on the rooftop was, I know a lot of us kind of went, wait, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, um, you know, it's it's something that's, uh, as far as retail locations go, Vegas and specifically the Strip, and even more specifically a rooftop on the Strip it's not even just purely a us play you know by any means it is it is more of a global play from a retail standpoint you know um a lot of times just within the business i think about what's the u.s equivalent of something that they're doing in the uk well the vegas equivalent for the uk is vegas that's still where they go for that type of experience so um you know, it's a really, really interesting location. It's an incredible rooftop on the strip. Um, it's one that we're really, really excited about. It is a significant um, investment, uh, yeah. potentially not necessarily in our own dollars for all of it, but just in terms of the lease and what we're taking on, but we feel that it does a couple things. Um, one, it comes with some great brand exposure as far as signage goes. Two, it is a global city from a tourist perspective and tourism perspective, um, but it also helps us really plant a flag west of the Mississippi and and getting really close to the west coast. So there's a distribution halo um, impact of a location like that. So it's yeah. checking a lot of different boxes. It It is outside of what people probably would have expected we did <laughs> next. But um, that's one of the reasons we liked it. And yeah. we think that this can really be a springboard for a lot of big retail announcements outside of our current Midwestern footprint.
0: Now, is that a franchise bar? Or is that a BrewDog owned bar?
1: Vegas would be owned.
0: Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Vegas would be on. Yeah. So, and you know, piggybacking on the international exposure, I, I know James kind of um, there's something about Atlanta that was kind of thrown out. I think on an Instagram post.
1: So this goes back to some being at different stages. Um, there are, you know, whether it's at Atlanta in the South, Vegas in the West, some actual West Coast opportunities in California. Um, we've been talking about Cleveland for a while. Yeah. Uh, new albany is just a, another columbus opportunity that we're really excited about all these are at different stages um and i don't want to put the cart before the horse but we are i'll say where we're looking because we're all friends here but atlanta is very much an area that we think would be great for us not just from a market perspective but again a distribution perspective yeah. california is something that's been talked about for years we feel like there's a really good uh, potential opportunity there um, Cleveland, I would anticipate us being able to um, make an announcement in the coming weeks. Uh, Texas is a place that we've been spending a lot of time, specifically Dallas. Um, And there are others in the works. Those are the ones that are further along. Mm -hmm. Um, But this has been, you know, 12, 10, 8 months in the making to get here. So we're very close to pulling some triggers. and. You know our, our philosophy, again, on locations, um, not just in terms of doing them or not, which is where I started, but in terms of the type of location has evolved as well. We're really focused on what we call icon locations, which is roughly about 10,000 square feet, wow. a huge outdoor component. You know, uh, Think of uh, the Dublin location that opened last year. Um, I would say Franklinton in the US is a little bit smaller Mm-hmm. than what we're looking for now but it has that kind of that great rooftop um, iconic look and feel to it so it's it's both size and what we do on the space that is going to be a huge driver for us in terms of selecting locations going forward
0: yeah and I would think now in the you know in the in life during COVID having larger outdoor spaces is going to be a, a benefit for anybody that has one you know just because there are some people who it's going to take a while for some people to feel comfortable indoors in any place that's you know even slightly crowded. So if you can start offering larger outdoor spaces, I would think that's going to be a big benefit.
1: Yeah, I think there's a COVID play, and I think it was becoming part of our thinking even before that. Yeah. Just in how people like to spend their time, and um, I think it's even more the case now. To your point, but um, you know, what are interesting ways for people to go out and? Um, not just enjoy a beer, but gather with some friends and um, outdoor spaces, not just even for the warm months, but great fire pits and, and things yeah. that can really keep that outdoor space going for most of the year is definitely part of our thinking.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. So that's, that's some pretty... Now, is New Albany a done deal or is that just really close?
1: New Albany's done. New um, Albany's done, okay. So one of the things that um, when we announced it, it's we were waiting on some renders that told the story a little bit better, but we were submitting it for zoning. So we were either gonna be ahead of the story with a render that wasn't quite there or be behind it. And we opted to be ahead of it. So we'll have some additional visuals on what that site's gonna be in the next week or so. But one that it's a very underserved community. Mm -hmm. Um, It's uh, with zero traffic, it's 30 minutes from canal. um, And and probably 30 minutes from Franklinton as well. So I don't think that there's any cannibalization. Um, And it just was one of those just unique buildings that um, we weren't necessarily looking in Columbus, but when they came to us, it was kind of a no brainer.
0: Yeah. Looking at the space and reading a little bit about the history. Yeah. That seems like a really, really good fit. So, um, so yeah, then, you know, some of the larger things for Brutal USA. So Uh, When I was there in November, the still was there, mostly just crated and pushed up against the wall. (laughs) So what's the latest on um, uh, the distilling company?
1: Yep. So um, without boring you with some details, (laughs) the fire suppression system and the needed approvals delayed that project. But we've worked through that. So um, I don't know when your next visit is, but it will be in place on the mezzanine um, by the end of March, so oh, in the next excellent. week. So it's it's full steam ahead. We just had some regulatory hurdles to work through. Um, as far as importing, um, obviously the two gins um, are already here, yeah. uh, Lone Wolf and Lone Wolf Cloudy Lemon. We're working on Cactus Lime, um, five hundred cuts rum, and the vodka as well. Uh, the gins will make it through the process fastest. There are some just TTB approvals that the others are um, kind of moving a little slower than we like, but we are actively working on it. The goal would be to have distribution um, in Ohio and likely one other state um, by the summer. So for off-premise alcohol sales, uh, we've been working on that typically Alcohol brands launch with a lot of on-premise activity. That's just the tool uh, yeah. at their disposal because most states it's controlled. So there's not a whole lot you can do in the off-premise distribution, which has created just a timing challenge on launching it. But uh, we're we're planning to launch it when the weather turns from a distribution perspective. So we'll have both the still in uh, dog tap that will make. Um, really one-off kind of small batches, and then we'll be importing the headliner brands that already exist from the UK.
0: Right, because, yeah, they're expanding the distillery in the UK quite a bit, and Ellen, right, we get into the overworks. And...
1: They are, yeah. I think they're just working through some costing of that, but it's just the business has done incredibly well. 2020 was a banner year for the distilling business. It's now the fastest-growing gin in UK grocery stores from wow. this perspective. So, um, you know, it, it's it's a really, really strong area of the business.
0: And and I know there were some labeling issues with the 500 Cuts, and there was, I think, with the, the vodka, there was some name issues, right?
1: Yeah, with 500 Cuts, um, there was an ingredient that, for a reason no one can explain <laughs> to us, we don't allow in the U.S., and um the TTB has suggested using some flavoring well we don't use flavoring in our spirits that's part of what what we do we use yeah. actual ingredients so that's what we're working through on that on the um uh, vodka um rogue wave there's a couple different uh issues with that name that we're working through as well so yeah. we've got a alternative that we're going to pivot to from a naming perspective if we can't get that through but that's the hold up there so okay um you know just a lot of red tape we're working through it uh, as best we can um all of these issues seem really silly in the scheme of things but uh mm. we don't make the rules
0: yeah governments get involved things get silly <laughs> <laughs> um sorry for interrupting Not sure if you know about Patreon, but Patreon is a funding mechanism that we use to uh, allow us to put on the News podcast, and it really helps a lot. So if you go to patreon.com slash BrewDogNews, you can sign up to support us making content like this, and uh, hopefully when we can start to get out and about, do more things like this. You can sign up on Patreon for a little less than a buck, uh, depending on your native currency, of course, and you can get the podcast before anybody else. And we also do a lot of free giveaways. Actually, we're going to do a giveaway of the MMXXX coming up. And uh, so, yeah, come join us at patreon.com slash podcast. And now back to the chat with Jason. Since some of the other things were, um, uh, I know there was talks of uh, the hop garden. Is You're still hoping to start getting that going this spring in the forest. And
1: Yep, absolutely. So there's two pieces of the hop field. One is the hops um, themselves, which for anyone who's been to one, it's really those large wooden posts with the um, wires that support their growth. So there's the physical structure and then there's actually the, the planning of the, the hops. So we're working with um, the Ohio Hop Growers Guild and uh, a construction company on both of those pieces. There's also some events components, but that is slated to start this spring. So Mm -hmm. we are uh, moving full steam ahead on that. Um, Excited about that project. I think it will be an amazing add to the campus between the distillery, the hop field, um, bringing over some of the elements that were introduced in the Ellen Dog Tap, just to really um, spruce up and and give some love to Dog Tap now that it's been open a few years. So a lot of things on campus that are in the pipeline um the other pieces on campus that are more operational but we have just installed four additional fermentation tanks 600 hectoliters so that increases our capacity quite a bit yeah just from a future growth perspective they're physically um in place outside of the facility the internal um you know connecting it to our system and all the software pieces That actually takes a couple months. So by the end of March, we'll be able to use them um, so that they're fully commissioned. We also, in the past couple weeks, added an inline labeler, which allows us to add labels to cans um, at speed of our label. So that'll, you know, about 30,000 cans per hour. It dramatically improves some efficiencies within uh, our, our brew house. So we're excited about that from a consumer standpoint, it won't change much. It's just gonna make us a lot, um, it's gonna make things flow through a lot easier when we have to be a little bit more nimble. Um, and then I guess on the brewing side, we have two, some some initial team members that are we're excited about. Um, we have a new pilot brewer Um, he was a brewer on our team and has taken over that role. His name is Nate and he's done a great job with that so far. We're really excited about what he's working on. Um, Nick, Nano Nick, uh, Mm -hmm. is taking more of a role in the pilot and beer program as well, just because he's got a great palette and some great ideas. So he's, um, taken a head of beer development role within the business. And then, um, we have a new head brewer uh Tamar, who um had been with us for years um had an opportunity to move to europe outside of the business and it just was a life goal of hers to do that yeah so we have uh steve um who is joining us from victory uh he starts oh, actually okay. tomorrow so oh, wow. a number of changes on the brewing side but ones that we are really really excited about and think um will be great for business and great for the beer that we're making
0: excellent yeah it's I've noticed that in, in the craft brewing industry, brewers don't stay someplace for a very long time because they play for a while and then they're like, "Well, I want to go play somewhere else," you know. And it's <laughs> it's kind of like IT people—they fix your system, and once you're done, you're like, "Yeah, I got to go fix a different system." So, um,
1: it's one of those where I think, um, you know, I'll speak to tomorrow. First, tomorrow did some great things for our business and, mm-hmm. and it helped evolve. Not just where we are, but increased collaboration with the UK. You know, she came from New Belgium and they had the two different breweries, so she had some experience there. Um I think you know, Steve's gonna bring some different skill sets to the table and uh ones that we think um can really help take us to that next stage. So um you know, while we Miss tomorrow and wish her well. We think that it's a great opportunity for our business to continue building on the foundation that was laid and to take it to new heights.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it'll be exciting to see what uh, what comes out of the brewery from that. All right, I throw it. So, any expansion plans for the hotel? I know, for, well, it's again, it's one of those weird times to expand, but there was talk of those con- shipping container rooms you guys are going to put out back at the last AGM we had in person.
1: Yeah, you know, um, it's interesting. Like, hospitality has obviously taken a, a, a turn in 2020. Um, so, in terms of adding rooms, we, we feel like there's other ways that we can yeah. use our investment dollars. That said, uh, Doghouse has been doing really, really well. It's not as strong as it was pre-COVID, but it's dramatically beating our expectations. and. Um, it is continuing to be profitable. Um, it's, it's not too far off from pre-COVID, which none of us would have guessed. So those loges probably aren't a short-term thing that we're looking at, um, but they're not off the table forever
0: necessarily. Um, so normally you would be start talking about AGM and when AGM might happen this year, I'm assuming we're gonna, I know the UK just kind of shelved it for this year. I'm assuming it's going to be the same in the states.
1: we're gonna we're gonna circle a date on the calendar it'll um like this isn't confirmed but it'll likely be the last weekend of august which is typically what we have tried to do here um i had i need to get some additional confirmations just with travel and making sure everyone could be here but that's what we're aiming for you know i maybe i'm overly optimistic i should know better because every time i think (laughs) the world will change it doesn't or it changes in a different direction but we think that there's probably a path to doing an AGM, um, late summer. Um, we're not going to put deposits down on, you know, big acts because (laughs) who knows what's going to happen, but we're going to assume that we're going to be able to do one come the end of the summer. So that's at least our thinking on it. Uh, if, uh, if we need to be reactive, we will be, but we're going to assume that we'll be able to do something. Maybe yeah. not as big as 2019's AGM, but something bigger than 2020's. That'd be an easy mark.
0: There were 15 of us there, I think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a low bar. Um, so maybe splitting the difference between 19 and 20, that would get us to a, a couple, a few thousand people. So yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry, another quick interruption.
0: Uh, we did just launch a weekly newsletter uh, that Robert and Tamsin are doing. covers all things BrewDog, just a little little news blurps and things. Now, we do post the, the headlines on our social media platforms, but the thing, if you get the email, the newsletter, what you get is a link to all those stories. Uh, we have over 200 people signed up so far, and it's growing completely free. The link will be in the description. Uh, so, yeah, sign up for our newsletter, and back to Jason. And then, you know, BrewDog tomorrow. I know, you know, I think Scotland, and Ellen just got approved to put in the digester and some of the bigger systems. The All that planning has been approved by the council there. Um, so what's next for, uh, you know, Brudog USA as far as sustainability? Um, I know you talked solar and wind.
1: Yeah. I mean, what we're really working hard on is solar. Um, just given where we sit geographically and how much sunlight columbus gets and um, what we're trying to do is just maximize the um, grants and assistance that exists out there for these types of programs so you know our goal is to have a announcement on that front this year Um, it's, it's one of those just there's a lot of time that goes into these projects but we are actively working on that with some partners um, solar would be a huge win for us um, wow. you know the hot field plays into that as well um, we are working on some wastewater things that aren't as exciting to talk about but do have an impact so um, just reducing the amount of water and, and wastewater that um, the plant um, puts out but the big one being solar so okay. you know, um, Does it go on the land closer to the road? Does it go on top yeah. of the facility? Those are kind of the questions we're looking at. I would probably say uh, the land, but also, you know, we have forty acres. Yeah, uh, we're not going to have the size of forest that the UK is putting in place, <laughs> but uh, planting a healthy amount of trees and reforesting some of our own land is part of our plan too.
0: Yeah, yeah, looking forward to that too. Um. Is that vehicle charging?
1: So for future locations, we're um, trying to work that in, and then how we add that to Dog Tap. We're actually trying to have that be part of the solar project, just because there are yep. some tie-ins. But um, yeah, that would be awesome to have on our campus, and and something we're looking at too. I
0: agree, because I might be in the market for time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You'll have to let us know what you get. We'll make sure that uh, your vehicle
0: is. is <laughs> compatible um any new states hidden for distribution or is is
1: yeah i mean since we've talked in october and this might have come up when we did we added all of new england so six states there so um you know maine vermont new hampshire connecticut rhode island massachusetts i think i listed them all um, but uh all of new england um we are going to focus on the southeast and filling out a lot of the um midwest um so we are very close to having some additional states to announce on that front um none are quite done and dusted but they are extremely close we're, we're looking to hit spring sets which means april so we're, okay. we're really not far off from that and then i guess to go back to our conversation around um Las Vegas and California, you know, to open retail and sell BrewDog beer in those states, that would come with the ability to distribute. So we're not done there. Yeah. Uh, but if we're going to have physical retail, um, you would, we we would definitely add distribution along
0: with that. Yep. Um. So some of the other questions, uh, I know they're doing the buy one get one tree for the four packs. I think it's Punk, right? Or is it all beer? in the uk
1: um well in the u.s it's all six packs so all six
0: packs okay uh,
1: any six pack you buy you go to the website you enter just a tiny bit of information and we're planting a tree for you so excellent uh, it's a very low barrier uh to have <laughs> one yeah, i think it's just the um uh, uh, code from the box and your email address and that's it and then we plant the tree so um great program one yeah. that going to be a lot of um, in retail marketing around uh, throughout the year because we're going to run it throughout the year but um, one that we're proud of and fits well within our brew tomorrow initiatives
0: yeah um, along with that I know in UK they're using paw print um, are you guys working to bring paw print over for the US employees and US punks
1: so paw print exists for everybody um, oh, okay the punk piece is something that we're working on, uh, but from a team perspective, whether we're here or in the UK, it's something that the team has access to. Oh,
0: okay, excellent. You no, know, right now they did the golden punk, and they did now they're doing the lost lager gold cans. Is there a US version of that coming at some point?
1: There is. There will be a um, golden Elvis. Uh, campaign and a, a Golden Punk AF campaign that exists in the U.S. in the next couple months. So um, this is, again, a regulatory thing, but you can't give anything away for free in association with the sale of alcohol in the U.S. So we've had to um, make some changes, but for all um Effects. It's going to essentially be the same thing. It's just okay. been some legal um, hurdles to make sure we're doing it in a way that we're compliant. But uh, it's going to be a big program that we launch um, this spring as well. And it's essentially the same as the UK prize. I mean, the golden can itself is really valuable, really cool.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: we will have five golden cans here. And um, it's something that we're excited about and we think can draw a lot of attention to Um, what we do specifically our AF line and our number one seller here, Elvis juice. Yeah.
0: I meant to have a can of punk AF with me, but I left it downstairs (laughs) when we started. I was like, I'm thirsty. (laughs) Um, let's see what else do we have? Uh, Oh, Robert wanted to ask what, what is cannon blast?
1: Cannon blast is, um, a, uh, pale ale that, um, so the Columbus blue jackets is the, uh, hockey team uh, based here in Columbus. Um, it's a collaboration beer made with them. We sell a lot in stadium. We sell it um, within Columbus and around Ohio, just as a Columbus Blue Jacket BrewDog beer. It's part of our sponsorship with the team. Um, so it's not something that's more widely available because it's got a um, sports team's logo and I don't know how relevant that is outside of Ohio. Um, the name Cannon Blast is whenever so the Blue Jackets um, you know it's like the in the Revolutionary War the there were the red coats and the Blue Jackets and so whenever the Blue Jackets score in the stadium they fire off this massive cannon and it's incredibly loud so that's where the name comes from okay that's what the beer is it's part of a sponsorship uh, here in columbus well, yeah i don't
0: know if there are anything um
1: i just want to call out a couple of things on the beer side um we launched Lightspeed, um which is really an amazing beer it's a um 99 calorie four percent abv uh hazy um ipa and It is one of the beers I am most proud of that we've done since I've been here. We sold out of the first batch like overnight. We've got a few more already in tank. It is, in my opinion, clearly a biased one, the best locale IPA that I've ever had. It's one that I think is going to be great for us um, this year. So just something to try if people haven't and one that uh, we think is going to not just be uh, enjoyed by people who try it, but also be really good for business.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things where so many people just want to hear craft brewery, they're afraid, you know, that's going to be some weird beer, it's got, you know, marshmallows and chiclets in it, you know, so you did have, you got to kind of make those really friendly approachable beers that you can give to someone who drinks like Bud or Coors and say, you know, something to, to bring them along and especially with the, um, actually, I didn't ask about the, the hard seltzers, but, you know, try to go after some of the wider markets and not but you know, the, the crazy beers that people like me love. Um, but, you know, the regular beers that the average Joe goes, oh, this is a really good beer. I can I can drink a couple of these, and it's, it's nice. So it's good to see you guys expanding that market also. So, so, Seltzers.
1: Yeah, um, Seltzers are going to launch uh, this month. Uh, there are some, so Clean and Press. Um, there are some um, Ohio-based distributors that are, we're going to go with that have been asking us for this. And we're gonna take that to all of our distributor networks um, over the coming months. So we've done a number of trials. It's something that's, um, you know, we weren't necessarily rushing to get into the seltzer game, but it's become so prevalent. And when your distributors are saying, can you please make this? Cause we'll buy it from you. It, it's something that uh, makes a lot of sense. And, and yeah. that's what we're doing.
0: Yeah, you gotta follow. You gotta follow trends sometimes. <laughs> you know, if the whole market goes someplace, it's kind of like uh, you have to. I do um, think
1: you know it's still growing. It's not growing at the levels that it was. So it'll be interesting to see what the next couple of years hold for seltzers. Um, and obviously, there's a few players that are really established at this point. But we'll, yeah. we'll dip our toe in the water.
0: Yep. Um, oh, Tori wants to know if she can get a can of Ghost Walker in the UK.
1: Um, we have sent some over in the past. It sounds like we're due to send some more over. So, okay. uh, we, um, yes, we should be able to make <laughs> that happen. I'll make a note of that.
0: Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure that, uh, she knows. So, um, yeah, I think that, that really, that covers it. I know, I don't even know if there are any collabs coming up, you know, things like Ghost Walker, you work on, I know. Oh, I thought when I was there, Kayla mentioned something when I was there in November about another collab coming up.
1: There is one. I can't announce it yet. It's Which not Which is why
0: I didn't bring I didn't name it. Thank
1: you for not because <laughs> I we would get in trouble from our partner. Um, but it is um similar to the Lamb of God collaboration, but a bigger um I don't want to say bigger because Lamb of God's huge. Yeah. Uh maybe a um more established um, um, partner that we'd be working with. And it would be on the alcohol side, not the NA side. So um, that's one that we're really excited about. Um, If it were up to me, I'd tell you right now, but it's um, not. So I will uh, (laughs) have to keep my lips sealed on that one. And then, um, this isn't a collab, but it's another liquid that um, I think is really, really good if people haven't tried it yet. We did the mitten revolution, which was just kind of a playoff mm-hmm. of uh Bernie and the Mittens, but it's a um IPL, so they need a pale logger. It just turned out really, really good. So if anyone has Excellent. the opportunity to try that, it's not something that we've made before and it's something that the team is is really proud of. Excellent. Yeah, I'll be
0: looking forward to try that one. Um are there any bars currently in the States closed for because of COVID? Or is everybody back open now?
1: No, we still have four closed. Uh, Pittsburgh, Cincy, Franklinton, and um, Indy are closed. Um, Those will be opening in the next um, month or so. So we've got a plan. Um, We'll start opening them relatively soon. But um, it was a hard winter from that perspective. And so we're ready to get back to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's been, and trying to keep track of who's open and who's closed. And, you know, even here in town, it would change from week to week and we can do, you know, takeout. We can't do takeout. You can come in, but only 25% and now we're closed. And I can't imagine trying to manage a company and the logistics of staffing and deliveries. and
1: you know. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was what really what it came down to. It was one, we had bartenders and servers because there's no traffic that weren't making any money. Um, but then there's that constant exposure, quarantine, yeah. test. Um, you know, it just was really mentally and emotionally exhausting for a lot of our team. So, um, between the financial hardship and the just emotional hardship, it made sense to be proactive and um, close for a couple months, especially given how government had really stepped in and is are supporting people um, with some additional benefits. Um, but we are excited to get our doors back open. We miss our team members who aren't with us. And uh, we think about them all the time and are really just doing everything we can so that when we open back up, everyone's gonna be set up for success.
0: Excellent. Um, I think the last question is EFP3. I know the some of the perks are starting to finally get released and finally showing up and getting out to everybody. So that's, that's good to see. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think there are what forty-five days left in BrewDog tomorrow. About that, so.
1: um, I don't know the exact day count. That sounds about right. Um, you know, if it is extended, unlike maybe what the UK does, you know, we um, um, we just have to approach it differently because of the SEC. So, yeah. um, if a decision's made, we will provide ample notice so that people <laughs> are aware of what that is.
0: Um. But yeah, I think other than that, um, that that took care of my list. And any questions that popped up while we were chatting? So um, I just yeah. want to thank you again for your time. I for really sure. appreciate it. Uh, for sure, you know. as always.